Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and uh, my balls used to be. I'm Ben, and I'm just here. Yo. I'm Danan, and I play with balls for a living. I mean, that's that's not actually true, but still, it was funny. Is the music going any different speed for you guys? Um, It gets wonky sometimes. Is it like like double speed over here? Oh. Well, roll with it, Ben. I mean, welcome back to your favorite coaster sucks, where sometimes the recordings play at double speed. Keep you on your toes. So what's 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 up, Dana? And welcome back to the show. It's been a little bit. Last Thank time you. you were on, I think, yes. was our Christmas extravaganza. Yes, I was on the Christmas special last year. We'll, we'll call it the Christmas special. It makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. I mean, it's, it's nice always a Christmas special if you're here. It's a it's a jolly bearded guy showing up. Ah, uh, just my type. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, you were on the right track to something. Okay, well, good. Look, I'll lay the foundation. You can you can build the building. Uh, I don't know. Gladly. So, uh, well, there's been some news uh, since the Christmas show. <laughs> I, I actually I invited you on to discuss other news, but then kind of some big news happened today. That's also pretty much in your realm of expertise so we get a a double yeah all right let's get rolling well it's been it's been a lucky year all around for intamin coasters so i'm expecting we're gonna get that el toro as you know it will be retired announcement pretty soon uh, because I, breaking news as of recording, you don't think so? I mean, the, okay. So what I know is that an article came out that apparently everybody in the whole content creator space is too cheap to pay for. Um, that says that the New Jersey state inspectors deemed El Toro was structurally compromised. So what? The fuck do you know about this, Danon? What did you do? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so first of all, for the incident that happened, yes, it would have had to be <laughs> structurally compromised. So that's not a surprise. Um, so we're talking so son of beast for, type of deal, right? It was, if I'm not mistaken, the exact same thing. So, so would, it's so, so substructure fucked up, basically. Yeah. 
So without revealing any names or anything, to backpedal before I moved to Orlando, because that's where I live now, working in the industry, um, I used to work at Six Flags Great Adventure. I was a rides lead at Rolling Thunder, but my neighboring ride was El Toro, um, when it was fairly new, actually. And I remained in contact and friends with many people over the years who have worked at that ride and in that area. And um, the night of the incident, my friend called me and put his girlfriend on the phone, who was the supervisor of El Toro. Without revealing um, any names, you know, I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Um, But essentially, I pulled a son of a beast. Um, The train, there, there was a pothole at the bottom of the Rolling Thunder Hill. Um, but that's actually not even where, or there, my confusion is I've been told it's in two different spots. I was told it was the bottom of the Rolling Thunder Hill and I was told it was the bottom of the hill going into the brake run. Now there had been a pothole in that spot all season and maintenance had been told about it and shown pictures and the ride crew has been complaining to maintenance every morning saying this pothole is getting worse. This pothole is bad. This pothole is bad. And, and eventually the train hit it hard enough that one of the vertical support um, pieces kind of split in half and sank down. So like picture two wooden beams and one going into the other, and the other one just kind of spreading around it. Um, not going to say that I saw a picture of it, but if I did, that's how I would describe it. Um, and the way it was described, it was as if the train had hit a curb. Like, if you're driving at 40 miles per hour and you hit a curb on the side of the road, but don't slow down and you keep going, that's essentially what happened. Um, yeah, that, that's, it's not good. Um, there are multiple injuries on the train, mostly people biting their tongue or their lip. Um, the interesting thing was the ride actually was down. Um, the train before it or really the train after it. So that train that went through the pothole and caused the whole thing got dispatched. The next train came in to park and uh, there was an issue with the train parking improperly. So they couldn't open the restraints. So when that train that went through the pothole made it to the brake run, um, one of the ride attendants went out there to go talk to the guests to explain, Hey, we're experiencing minor technical difficulties. Um, And the guests in the train were bleeding from the mouth and screaming and crying and complaining of pain. Um, So they took the ride down then and there. Uh, They did not evacuate the riders. The riders were actually unloaded in the load station. Maintenance manually jogged the train in the station out of the station to bring the train on the brake run into the station to have the riders checked out. Um, So they didn't even get evac. They actually got unloaded in the station. Um, yeah. So that's what I know. <laughs> and so, okay. So that, I think there, there was confusion because then weren't people saying that uh, it must've just been bad reporting. 
that the trains they thought people thought the trains collided and that people no, thought that like, never happened. And all that the trains never collided um the train actually made it through the course safely uh, not really safely i guess you can't say because it did have that issue but it made it to the end of the ride and they were able to bring it into the station to unload the riders um they like they weren't even evac like they were brought into the station to be unloaded uh but you know it was still painful enough um the odd thing was about how bizarre and how entwined my life is you know many years later entwined with great adventure is the incident happened i'm getting texts and calls from friends at the park and involved and someone i know from another walk of life that has nothing to do with theme parks starts texting me saying do you know what's happening at el toro my niece and nephew were on the ride and they're freaking out and i knew that you would know something so i don't personally know people but i know people who would have people on the train and they said that the way the ride felt is that it felt like the train stopped short buckled back and then kept going like that's how they described the sensation yeah so basically a 100 percent pulled a son of beast and so that's so in, in their inspection, they said that they, whatever they found, critical structural failure. That's basically they're always they're still referring to that section, which is what the turn, yeah, over the first drop or whatever. No, no, it's um, it was at the end of the ride. So I've been confl- I've gotten conflicting statements about where it was. I was told it was the bottom of the Rolling Thunder Hill, but I was also t- which is when you go over the rolling thunder hill which was the last airtime hill at the bottom of that before you do the twister section i was told it was there and i was told it was also in the very it was in the valley before the break run so it was on that side of the ride those those two pieces are next to each other so i can see where the confusion is coming from i don't 100 percent know which one because i have been told both but I believe it was the bottom of the Rolling Thunder Hill. I could be wrong, but it was definitely one of those two for sure. Um, which I'm not surprised because this is about the lifespan of an instrument prefab, as we've learned with Colossus, uh, Balder. Um, you know, Colossus had that year and a half free track. Um, I was, I actually went to Gronalund, not Gronalund. Well, I mean, I did go to Gronalund, but I also went to Liseberg in uh june and boulder had pieces of track completely gone like they're working on it so you know they did a retracking job in el toro over the off season after the derailment last year but obviously the ride still needs more work and um you know i have a, a hard time believing that the park would get rid of el toro um, you know, Six Flags corporate does many stupid things, but they know what they have with that ride. You know, that is that is their bread maker. That is their breadwinner right there. Like that is what makes that park special. Like Kindakao is, you know, great, but after opening year, they never even advertised that it was the world's tallest roller coaster, which you know, it still is. El Toro is that park's crown jewel, and I think they will do everything in their power to keep it. But yeah, I mean, because after the Son of be Beast, wrong. after the Son of Beast accident, it did reopen. Unfortunately, 
I did write it. <laughs> oh wait, um, we can't hear Zach. Um, I see, I see Zach's audio, but I can't hear him. Can you hear Zach? Oh, yeah, no, I can't. All right, technical issue resolved. Uh, so I got two questions. You're saying it's either the base of the Rolling Thunder Hill or right before the breaks. You're talking exiting the Rolling Thunder Hill or entering? Yes, exiting the Rolling Thunder Hill. Okay. So prior Which, to like super steep banking. Yeah, so it would be the bottom of the hill right before the twister section. Okay, and yeah. The conflicting information of whether it was there or the hill going into the break run makes sense because those are directly next to each other. So. Okay. Yeah. Cause it's just a couple turns really after that. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is, I know you were saying son of beast that reopened, but they had to make a substantial modification in terms of not just the loop, but the trains. Yeah. Which, you know, is why they took the loop out. So, do you see some sort of substantial modification beyond what was already done being done in that kind of way? Well, here's the thing. Um, I don't know. I think the pothole honestly was the issue. I think the train hit it with such force. Okay, well, let me rephrase that. Even if the train hit it with such force, the structure should not have done what it did. However, wedding coasters do stupid, crazy shit. When not properly maintained. As someone who was the team lead at Rolling Thunder, the wooden coaster next to El Toro, I will tell you right now that Six Flags Corporate did not give the budget to that ride that it needed, and I have no doubt that El Toro is in the same boat um, at this point in time. Back then, El Toro was new and shiny. Um They'll probably rebuild that part of the ride. I mean, it ran how many years with no incident? 2006, so 60. Oh, God, I'm old. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Hey, we're all about the same, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're not that old. Yeah, I mean, I was 16 when El Toro opened. (laughs) I was, uh, I wrote it opening day. That's a flex. I don't know. At the time, I cared. Um, yes, but when you ride it on reopening day. <laughs> uh, no, because I live a thousand miles away. Um, in fact, I haven't ridden El Toro since 2018 because every time I go home to visit, it's usually during, like, every time I go home and have time to go to Great Adventure, it's been Holiday in the Park the last few years, and El Toro is closed for Holiday in the Park. Though I did ride Jersey Devil last year, so that was pretty cool. How was it? Um, it's fine. Actually, I mentioned that on the Christmas special. I mentioned that oh, I might yeah. be doing a great adventure, and I did. I rode Jersey Devil twice. Um, I liked it. It's fine. You know, I. It's not the best ride in the world, but you know, the park already has El Toro. They didn't need a second one. I think Jersey Devil is just fine. It's a good ride. I had fun. It's a um, great addition to the park. It's a great addition to the park. You know <laughs> what, though? I will say that because that park, most of their coasters have a higher height requirement, and Jersey Devil does not. So, 
Um, it's a great addition to the park. <laughs> Bing. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for filling us in on El Toro. Sure. Uh, I, mean, all... I, I am El Toro's dad, after all. Yes. Yeah. I was going to make a joke to the effect of that's how you got your name. Rolling Thunder <laughs> Damon. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Ryan, <laughs> let me just plug in my, my son's channel here. But he goes by a friend El of the show. Ryan. Yeah. Friend of the show. Um, my son. Uh, <laughs> you know, when you work, you, you both worked at attraction. Zach specifically, you worked for Six Flags at Great America. I'm sure it was the same way. Whenever the phone rang, you'd pick up the phone and you'd say whatever the name of the ride was in your name. So that's how we got El Toro, Ryan. Um, however, Rolling Thunder, we did not call Rolling Thunder. We called it Coaster. And it was coaster one and coaster two. Like that's what we that's just what we called it. So when the phone would ring, we would answer and go coaster Danan, which is ironically the oh email God. I created when I was nine. <laughs> and I always hated like answering father, the phone. Like son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, God, I hate that. I hate that so much. Um, <laughs> but it was the same thing. Like you know. We called, uh, at the time it was called Blackbeard's Lost Treasure Train. I think it's now uh, Harley Quinn's Crazy Train. We just called it Tivoli. So if you called over there, you'd be like, Tivoli, Zach. Like, that's just what we did. So, yep. Tivoli, Zach Tiv- sounds like a pretty good rap name. Or a porn name. Yeah, but then I'd be using my real name for porn. Your real name is Tivoli? Yes. Ah, the wrong I'm out of shit. Fuck. Wasn't supposed to say it. Um, y'all, Carowinds has gone and fucking done it. Well, it's the Carolinas. What did you expect? They're sponsoring actually- DeSantis. Ooh. 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 Oh. I wanted to real quick uh, just get sean rosell's commentary on this so let's see if he's got a convenient video this is a reminder that a chaperone policy uh that nazis is implementing is an anti-black policy to keep black kids from coming to the parks so um i don't know about this and i don't know how it's going to go tomorrow but that's what it reads so Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's the Carolinas. It just seems right. Like when I when I first saw the chaperone policy, my very very first reaction as an idiot, and I'll admit it, my first thought was, "Yeah, fuck them kids," because you know teenagers annoy me at theme parks. But then when I thought about it and I heard what he said, I was like, holy shit, he's right, and I'm an idiot. I should not have thought that. Um, yeah. To be fair, not realizing that perspective doesn't make you an idiot. No. It wasn't my first thought. My first thought was, yeah, I fucking hate teenagers at the parks. They're annoying. <laughs> and I mean, not, that's not a that's not a bad gut reaction because I feel the same way. Teenagers at theme parks suck. I think we can not, all agree. But not, hey, this particular demographic, we should 
you know, make sure they're supervised and not here. And it's like, hmm, you know what? That's not okay. But you know who would love that policy? The Carolinas. Yeah, I mean, you read the phrasing of that thing, and it's it's all the typical code words that you would know to look for. <laughs> yeah. It's like, God damn it. And I remember reading what happened to Carowinds, and I tweeted right away, oh, God, they're going to make the policy. And not but a day or two later, they announced it. So, wait, what happened at, it, at Carowinds? There was a fight with some teenagers in the park. I guess it got pretty rowdy. Okay. Yeah. So basically, I mean, so basically was... that happened. That happened, and then they're like, "All right, new policy." Yes, and it's yeah. the same policy as not. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> they were just looking for an excuse. I know I Great Adventure back in, I think, 2004 had a fucking, like, riot break out in Nitro's queue and they shut down the whole park and it was, like, absolute madness. Like, it was bad. Anyway, the park opened the next day and it was fine. <laughs> and we never implemented any racist policy. And that's the thing, is, like, the people that caused that shit ain't coming back tomorrow. You, no. you, you, they're all getting trespass banned. You know what I mean? So yeah. even instituting a blanket policy of any kind doesn't seem necessary. <clears throat> no, but a blanket policy is very American. True. Yeah. I mean, but if <laughs> your you're blanket policy is political. <laughs> if if your blanket policy though is to trespass ban anyone who is arrested on your property which makes sense then you sh- you oughtn't need it another reactive policy when you've already enforced that you know what i mean yeah but i'm kind of tired of having the damn argument um, t- to people that I know are smart, you know, I'm not trying to change anybody's mind. Who's a complete fucking idiot, but it's a little bit exhausting to have to go through this, the same path a million times. So I will urge everybody out there who maybe is wondering why Danon felt like his gut response made him an idiot or, why we're bringing this up in that context or playing Sean Rossell's video at all. Uh, just read up a bit. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't want to be filling everybody in every time this bullshit happens. Moving on to yeah. some f- more fun shit. That's not that um, Joyland in Texas is closed forever. Yeah. yeah, what the fuck? Who saw that coming? Oh, wait. Anyway, fuck them kids. <laughs> so if anybody <laughs> submitted whatever coaster was it, Joyland, for the death pool at a point, I don't think anyone did. Is is this the same Joyland as the one that was always brought up by a member on the Gap? 
No, that was the one in Kansas. Oh, uh, okay. Or Nebraska? No, not Nebraska. No, it was Kansas. I'm pretty sure. That was um Henry. Wichita. Yeah. Yeah. Who like right. lived near there? But I think that's also right. Tommy went there that one time in like the early 2000s, like when they were getting ready to open or something. Okay. That yeah, because they they opened and closed a few times. Yeah. <clears throat> now this one in Texas is this the one that had that wonky ass uh, PTC looping coaster? No, that's Wonderland. Okay. In uh, Amarillo. Wait, is that in Amarillo or is that yeah, Dreamland? Yeah, it's right. It's either. It's basically Amarillo. Yeah. Okay. Amardildo. Oh, uh, yeah. That ride's weird as fuck. The whole park is weird. They have uh, their, uh, that Vacoma coaster. I forgot the name of it, but it basically Hornet. does like all right turns. It's just like a giant helix. Well, it was Mayan Mindbender, so it was made for an indoor coaster. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. And they have mm-hmm. the they have a drop tower that has uh, like supports that stick out the tower because it's a traveling one. Yeah, that's weird. Don't trust it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like that. Sounds like one of those fucking live leak videos waiting to happen. <laughs> Do you remember that year? And it really was like one year where there was just like every week a new like grainy video of one of those pendulum rides in an Asian country just collapsing. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking snapping like in half. Week. It was like once a week. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean it's not funny people were killed, but like I think the worst one is the one that was trying to flip like it, it was one of those that did like it was a big or it was a big one it was a big one like max air but it would do like a full 360 rotation and then it like snapped but then it just folded so the whole frisbee just like swung into the support column yeah and then it just oh fell my god yeah that's that's terrifying. It's like, it's like who manufactured that? And you zoom in, and it's like the plaque looks like it says "Hus," but it says "Huff." <laughs> well, there was a. I think it was in Pakistan. There was a disco ride, but it was like made by a third party vendor, like it wasn't Zamperla. And there was the video online of like having the employees test ride it, and it fell off the track and it killed like three people or something. Yeah, and Zamperla, right. Zamperla put out a statement saying that wasn't theirs. <laughs> it's like, oh my god! <laughs> Remember that? Um, I mean, this isn't necessarily an accident, but that 101 knots in Michigan that was like swaying. <gasps> yeah, yeah, that shit like, was scary. Guests, and all the guests jumped on it to yeah. to keep it mounted. Which apparently, apparently the weight of the people wouldn't have made a difference, but really, I don't know. Someone, I was, who knows? Someone said that on Reddit. They like 
did a whole calculation on like the weight of the people and the weight of the ride and they like I determined mean, I, I I can't believe that it didn't help a little. Well I'm sure it did, yeah. You know, I, I mean I'm, if it's gonna, gonna fall if it's gonna fall, it's gonna fall. But I do think that like because it seemed like about at least half a dozen people or more, and you gotta yeah. assume at least around two hundred pounds. So that I'm mean, talking like thousand pounds plus helping to weigh it down. I think it would have helped a little bit. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Maybe I'll it just was, believe the stranger on Reddit. It was uh <laughs> it it's a great candidate for a Harlem Shake meme. <laughs> oh god. Uh, my d- my I, days of coaster memes are over, okay? I actually so in that in a Reddit in the Reddit topic when it first got posted, I posted in all caps, now do the Harlem Shake. No. And it got like 40 downvotes. I was like, come on, it's a j-. I'm like <laughs> It's a joke. Like, what the fuck? No one was Just hurt. to be clear, I'm laughing both at the joke, but then even more so at the fact that you got downvoted to all hell. <laughs> Surprisingly, not the most downvoted comment in our roller coasters. Oh. Yeah, Reddit's a shithole. Uh, I, my, most Dana- downvo- my most downvoted comment, just real quick, it was when there was a... Um, What's the RMC that went to Silverwood? Um, oh, Stump Pilot? Yeah. yeah. And I replied, I'm like, this ride sucks. It's just a neutered version of Wonder Woman. And, like, it got completely downvoted. Mm. And everyone's like, "You the ride's not built. You don't know that. <laughs> Which is funny because, like, I felt like when I, before Iron Gwazi opened. Uh, all right. So... Before Iron Gwazi opened, I feel like all I saw online from these little fucking enthusiasts was my hypothetical top 10. Number one, Iron Gwazi. And I'm like, it's not open yet. No one's running it. Shut the fuck up. Um, and it was just driving me crazy. And I wanted so badly for the ride to suck and to hate it. <laughs> anyway, it's my favorite coaster in Florida. <laughs> so... That's a thing. I mean, you haven't been on but only one coaster in Orlando that launches and has a motorbike. So there's still potential that the other one will be better. I'm salty. (laughs) But yeah. Spring 2023. Where? uh, Yeah, we'll see. It'll be fine. When's the train going to open? When Tron opens. Are they going to be the same time? I I think so, or at least the train is going to open closer to Tron opening. I thought for sure it'd be... You know more than I do, but I was feeling like it'd be same time, or the train might open after, even. Oh, see, I think the train will open before it. Okay. But, um, you know, they, Disney hasn't made any official announcements about it yet, so I don't really know what's going on with that. Um, and I honestly, I don't think they even know what's going on with that. I Makes mean, sense. You know, say what you want. Disney, you know, the part, like, say what you want as Disney as a company, but when it comes to, like, 
Walt Disney World and Magic Kingdom. Like, it's still a theme park, you know? It's not like it's that it's ran that differently. Like it's still things change. Uh, you know, things happen. We, we have projection dates, but like, doesn't mean that's what's going to actually happen because anything is possible from, you know, now till then. Um, I do know Disney doesn't like keeping rights closed and they'll do anything in their power. They can to open things. So unless it comes to budget cuts, you know, in Shanghai, was behind schedule and over budget. Um, Disney did uh, budget cuts all over property, all over uh, the world. Um, like for instance, Collie River Rapids. It's the most expensive ride to operate at Walt Disney World um, because of you know the pumps and the water, and before. Um, you know, before Animal Kingdom went to later days, they would close the ride early when it was too cold just because people weren't riding it. I mean, now with Genie Plus, they're probably never going to do that again, but they used to do it. Um, and Collier Rapids was closed for refurbishment, and it was supposed to um, open, but the week it was supposed to open, Bob Iger sent out a corporate email to everyone about budget cuts around property and, and around all the parks and that, you know, that made headlines. And because of the budget cuts, they kept Collie closed an extra month for no reason other than not to operate it. And that is the only time I've ever known of Disney to do that. Damn. To not run something to save money. Well, uh, since we're getting into Disney talk, one thing, Ben, I forgot to give you total credit. You made a prediction about D23 mm-hmm. that everything was getting Frozen themed. Yeah. Technically, <laughs> they talked about three Frozen areas. <laughs> so. Oh, shit. I was right. Yeah. And they mentioned every resort except for Hong Kong getting frozen outside of America. So pretty much frozen the world. Um, Wait, isn't, yeah. Hong, isn't Hong Kong getting a frozen ride? Wait, it's, is it Hong Kong, Tokyo? But I thought Shanghai was too. No, I think fun. Shanghai is not. Because Hong Kong is getting the Oaken Coaster, isn't it? That's right. Wandering Oaken Sliding Slaves. Hold on. I made very pretty detailed notes while I was standing there watching the thing. Uh, let's see. Um, I mean, it is oh, just Zootopia at Shanghai. Okay. Hong Kong Disneyland is going to get World of Frozen. Walt Disney Studios Paris is getting a frozen area and Disney Sea is constructing Fantasy Springs which will have frozen. What the that fuck is it so even a good movie? Uh no. the first one's pretty good. The first one's pretty. Actually, I'm I'm not going to lie. I like Frozen and I actually liked Frozen too. And I feel dirty saying that because I don't want to like it, but I do actually like it and I like the music. If Frozen 2 is to me it was solidly okay, but really 
unmemorable in comparison to the first one. First one's I think pretty it has good better though. Music. I think it has. I, I think Frozen Two has better songs, but I know uh, Frozen changed so much during production that they kind of scrambled with some of it. So seems like every Disney movie made since two thousand ten. Yeah. Like all the Star Wars movies, I don't even know what the fuck is going on with Star Wars. It's like, it's all garbage. Honestly, I don't even like Star Wars. (laughs) I knew knew Star Wars was dead when they came out with that remake, and it was all like just super nostalgic, uh, what do you call it, like cast reintroductions. It was basically the whole movie was just like a big like family reunion with played up nostalgia. It's Han like, Solo. oh god, this is dead. I've never seen any of the movies, but Rise of the Resistance is fire. I'm sure the oh, ride's right. Cool. Rise of the Resistance is the third best ride in that park. And Oga's is fucking dope. I'm so glad I finally got to check out Oga's West. I didn't. I, I didn't get to go. Uh, in Batu East. So I'm glad I finally got to check it out. I got a fuzzy tauntaun. I enjoyed yeah, you it. Did. Fucking right. I texted you and told you I'm fully indoctrinated now. I know you fucking nerd. <laughs> well, I told you, blame my wife. Thank I, I blame am. my wife. Yeah, but. I love your wife, so she's off the hook. Yeah, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's pretty fucking great. So, uh, but yeah, now I'm. But I, I will. I'm sorry. I will never ever be one of those uh, people that somehow because I put this out there as a topic on uh, Twitter. Somehow there's a select group of people who will vehemently defend Magic Kingdom over Disneyland. They're wrong. I agree. A lot of the points that they say are positive, I I view as negative. Like the lagoon. Go fuck yourself if you like the lagoon. Um, I have mixed feelings. I like... The visual, and I see on vacation, it's like a really cool, like, oh, take the monorail of the park, and it's really pretty with all the resort. Like, I love the classic 1971 Walt Disney World. Like, I love the Polynesia, I love Contemporary, I love the monorail, I love, Ma- I love Magic Kingdom, I love Fort Wilderness. Like, I love all that aesthetic of it. But as a local, I fucking hate it. I want to be able to just pop into the park and pop out and not have to take an hour to get into it. What yeah. about properties and hotels? I don't, I haven't stayed in any of them. But of what I know, the Grand Floridian seems like the best Ble- one. Oh, I hate the Grand Floridian. Okay, but if we're talking East versus West, then... Grand Cal or Grand Floridian has a counterpart called sort of the Grand, the Grand Californian, Californian. But the Grand Californian is more like 
Wilderness Lodge than the Grand Floridian. Well, it's it's priced a little bit higher, but <laughs> I I could see that though. Yeah, I've not been inside, but I really want to oh, go I stay have. there. Oh so, man, it looks so nice. You know, I've been in Orlando since two thousand nine, so I've there's there's not many things at Walt Disney World I've not seen or done, including all of the resorts. Um, I've also explored most of the resorts at Universal, so like I've done that too. Um, but when I, my first visit to California in 2012, we had free time in the evening and, um, we explored all of downtown Disney and all of the hotels. So like I actually stayed at the Disneyland hotel for one night in 2017, my group of friends, we did a 10 day trip out West. We actually started in Vegas and stayed in Vegas at the Flamingo, and then stayed in Brea, California, at an embassy suite for like eight nights. And on the last night, we splurged and stayed at the Disneyland Hotel for one night. And it was really cool. Um, but like, I think Florida. Okay, here's. Ugh, I hate that I'm saying this. I think Walt Disney World has better hotels and amenities like that than Disneyland, but Disneyland has better parks. Like, I'd rather go to Disneyland than any of the four parks here in Florida. That's a good take. I also think that Disneyland, you can, like, stay not on property and be just as close. Well, actually be closer than you would at Walt Disney World being on property to pretty much any park. Yes. Even like if you stay on Harbor, you're directly across the street. Oh, yeah. If you're on Harbor, you can just walk. See, it's literally 10 minutes from the, the outside of your hotel to the literal front gate of either park. Um, which is fantastic. I know people who will actually park, like try to find parking spots in the neighborhood around Disneyland and walk to the park rather than who have annual passes rather who rather do that than park in the garage. Because well, yeah, those lots are fuck, fucked. They're fucked. <laughs> but I will say what I also, what, what's different from Florida versus California with Disney Disneyland reminds me a lot more of Universal Orlando as a property. Oh, that's a good take. Yeah, because, you know, Disneyland and California Adventure are right next to each other. Downtown Disney is right there. You can literally walk everywhere. You can walk to all the hotels. You can walk between the parks. Universal, you can walk to all the hotels. You can walk between the parks. You know, they have the same setup. One parking structure for everything. Except downtown Disney at Disneyland has its own lot. And, like, once you're in, you're in. You can do whatever you want. You can go anywhere you want. Disney World, it's a lot more challenging. Um, I mean, as a local, I have my own car. So, like, I can just do whatever the fuck I want. But, like, for people vacationing, they have to rely on the buses, the boats, the monorails. If you're vacationing at Disneyland, you can just fucking walk everywhere. Can't do that here. So, it is... It's interesting. 
Disneyland Resort reminds me a lot more of Universal Orlando in that aspect. So I'm curious, Ben, what where would you want to stay on uh, at Walt Disney World? Um, I don't know. Because you brought up Grand Floridian, so I'm curious since you're what like if you had a you know seven day trip you could book where where would you stay at? Well, so what are all the options? There's like thirty. Oh. I don't um the really whatever one was ones, like on property something on property where yeah, I dude, don't have like, to take and I don't want to take a boat a fucking okay. gondola or like a tram I just want to walk hi okay uh, where uh, do you want to walk to <laughs> because uh let's say let's just say I was trying to walk to Epcot. So there are three, yeah, the boardwalk. The boardwalk would be your best bet because you can walk to Epcot and you can also walk to Hollywood Studios. And the boardwalk has all the bars and uh, jelly rolls and uh, the dance club. Right. That's my, like, that's like Epcot's not my favorite park, but I think it's fine for more, uh, yeah, like bars and stuff. Um, when I was a kid, Epcot was my favorite Walt Disney World park, and now it's actually my, like, my third favorite of the four. <laughs> but okay, uh, can I tell you how fucking excited I am for World Discovery? Really? Okay, think about it this way, right? I've been uh, to Epcot three times in my life. Once was uh-huh. as a kid in the nineties. Then the second time was in 2020 when that part of the park is construction walls. And then the third time was 2021 when that part of the park was construction walls. Fair. I just really want to go there when it's a whole goddamn park. So I'm super stoked to see it in the whole fucking park. Are you coming again this November? Not this year. Ah, oh, man. Yo, Disneyland was in D23 was so expensive. Who said you'd have to pay to go to Epcot? It, but I get it. I, I, get I it. know. I know. I get but it. Like, I get it. It's everything else. Even once you're in Epcot, everything else costs money. <laughs> it's true. That's the tricky a, part. Guardians fucking slaps. Hopefully next year, maybe yeah. around this time of year, we're, we're looking at maybe doing something uh, on the DCL side. So, Ooh, I'm going on a Disney cruise in March. Uh, we're Ooh, going la, la. on the what, Disney. What? Uh, we're going on the the Wish. Ooh. What's the new one? Yeah, the Wish. Yeah, the wish. I sh- like. I should know this. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're Are you doing a three night or a four night. I think it's a three night. Okay. Yeah. I've heard mixed reviews about the wish. So have I. 
But, so I'm curious know, to hear your take. Have you been on a Disney cruise before? Yeah, we, um, Jackie and I did, and my cousin Joy, who I don't think you've ever met, um, we went on the Disney Dream in March, Ooh. actually. In fact, the day, so Quasi started doing passholder previews while, right before we went. So we went on a cruise, and I'm already a fat guy, like, you know this. It's not a secret. So I was so nervous on this entire cruise about what I was going to eat because I knew when we docked, we were going to drive across the state and go straight to Iron Guazi, which we did. <laughs> and um, it was this really beautiful moment of we got off the ship, drove halfway through the state to our house, dropped off our luggage, got in the car, drove to the Tampa airport to pick up our friend who is a flight attendant who actually lives in Orlando, well, lives in Winter Garden, one of my best friends. Um, but he was on a, a, a trip that had him working and he, uh, as a flight attendant, like he was put up for the night in Tampa because he was, it was part of his work trip. Uh, so he picked him up from there, went to Bush Gardens and actually rode Guazi. <laughs> and, I looked at Jackie at the end of the ride and I high-fived her and I said, look at us fitting on an RMC after being on a cruise all week. (laughs) Um, It made me laugh. I was like, I'm proud of that. Um, Anyway, yeah, I liked it. It was fine. Um, I'm not really a cruise person, per se. I've only, I've done three in my whole life and I'm 32. Um, Like, I enjoy them, but I, I get cabin fever and I also get seasick. Um, and I learned that on the last cruise. So this time I took Dramamine, but it wasn't until like two days into this cruise that I realized that I did not buy non-drowsy Dramamine and I was Ooh. drinking. So it knocked, oh. I was like exhausted. I was knocked out the entire time and I was just annoyed. So I'm very excited to a be going with my boyfriend this time. Not, not that I don't love Jackie and my cousin. I've just, you know, a cruise with my boyfriend is going to be a different experience, you know? Yeah. Um, and two, I'm going to buy the non-drowsy Dramamine this time. <laughs> yeah, good call. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. I'm excited to give it another go to see how I like it. Because it's like staying at a Disney hotel. Um, and also... I was the Disney uh, dream. They were still enforcing masks, which is, you know, great. Like I felt safe, but it did get kind of annoying and frustrating at times. And because they were trying to spread out crowds, you know, we really like doing trivia. We won the same game of trivia three times because we kept going to the same thing over and over. Oh. Which we didn't realize until it started. And we're like, well, we're already here. All right. Well, Wish sounds pretty damn exciting. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I'm excited to check it out. Because, um, you know, I, I actually preferred the Royal Caribbean cruise I did a few years ago for, my, for Jackie's 30th birthday. But I'm excited to give the Disney cruise another try. Like, you know, I enjoy going to the parks, so... I'm I'm excited to see what it'll be like with my boyfriend and just trying it over. And he's a Star Wars fan, so 
He's already asking to go to the bar. Um, which are you gonna try that five thousand dollar drink? Um, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm busy that day. Um, I'm busy not doing that. I have a I have a five thousand dollars story. Quick, go for it. I was at a so I was at a um, Boulder. Um, what would you, it's a Boulder like AIDS Foundation brunch fundraiser. Okay. At the Jewish Community Center in Boulder, and. There was a drag queen and it was a drag brunch. And the drag queen was like, eat a bagel or something. And so someone in our party accidentally bid $2,500 thinking it was $250 on like just a donation, not an auction item. Just like they were just like, hey, anyone want to donate $2,500? And like she misheard. And so walked out. Donating five thousand dollars to the Boulder. Oh my god! But just imagine. But then imagine that conundrum of like, oh, do I go to the table and say that I was sorry I was drinking and I misheard, or do you just bite it? And <laughs> I okay. To me, there is a clear option C. There, you just leave. No, but you give them your credit card ahead of time. So you uh, get you get a if, paddle. If you just leave. No, but the thing is, like, you give them a credit card, right? They swipe it, then they give you a paddle, right? That has a number on it. So every time you raise it, they're just doing the transaction right there. No, God. Why the hell nah. would you ever sign up for something like that? Yeah, y'all fucked up. I mean, I think that's how fundraising generally works. You get a bunch of people in a room. First, you give them. So the thing is that you say like, oh, food will be served at 11. Starts at 10. Right. But then everyone shows up at 1030. You get them drunk. The food comes an hour late. They're drinking on an empty stomach. And then just before the food shows up, then you start doing the auction and whatnot. You know, because people are in a hurry to eat and they're hungry. They're more testy. And spending five thousand dollars. <laughs> I I uh nope. That gives me a that gives me nightmares. Hey Ben, <laughs> I'll tell my you whole what. life would flash for my eyes. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Ben. Since you had to pay so much for that story, you can tell it three more times on the podcast, but I'll let you choose when. <laughs> oh wait no this wasn't about me oh thank god okay all right yeah yeah no this wasn't this wasn't about me this was someone at our table so you witnessed this and there wasn't like a slow-mo action movie moment where you're like no (laughs) no 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 this was not me yeah i promise i didn't i didn't donate or bid on anything yeah fuck them kids (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the real world jackass i uh i i 
solicited some of our listeners from uh, Twitter to pitch us some would you rathers. Okay, so here's what we got. Are you going to do this to me again? Hell yeah. <laughs> Is it going to be all Rob Alvey questions? No. Yeah, would you rather see okay, Rob Alvey at a, 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 doing a DJ set or Rob Alvey at a buffet? And then I love how it was eventually just like <laughs> the the Rob Alvey ones got so repetitive. It's just like, would you rather fuck Rob Alvey or would you rather have <laughs> Rob Alvey shoot you in the face? Well, I'd rather live, so I guess I'm getting <laughs> fucked by Rob Alvey. <laughs> Y'all, I ran into him and Alyssa uh, a few weeks ago with my brother and my friends at Epcot. Um. And he ran up to me to give me a hug. Him and Alyssa. <laughs> was it sweating? No. Maybe. It was hot. I don't know. I listen, I'm friends with them. Like they we I'm the I'm getting tongue tied. We're cool. You know, Rob and I had a really bad falling out back in two thousand nine. Um I was hostile for a few years. We've since made up. We're cordial. I've done some filming with him. I, you know, I acknowledge things he has said, things he has done, his internet self, but, uh, you know, that's all in the past. And he and I have grown and moved forward. And now I get sweaty hugs from him at Epcot. <laughs> Um, yeah, honestly, since he's uh, kind of taken himself out of the equation of their whole thing, yeah, there's not much fun in uh, sitting here poking fun at him anymore. No, and the truth is, like, he's you know, he's what fifty something now. You know, he has his he has his kids, or kid. The rest are all adults, you know, and he's <laughs> just making money off of social media now. You know, it's actually kind of funny. Everybody used to give him shit. That, remember, that was the big thing. Oh, he's charging his <laughs> friends for trips. He's charging for these DVDs. But now you have all these fucking kids dancing in front of a camera making money. So really, like, <laughs> who cares anymore? Um, but now nah, it's just, it's actually kind of funny. The only legitimate gripe there was that he was definitely using copyrighted music and profiting off of it. Yes, he was. Which is yes, he absolutely was. Which is why he stopped doing okay. it. He got in trouble. Yeah. No. Um. But no, aside from that, that, yeah, I don't. There's nothing like quote unquote wrong with what he was doing. It's one of those things where it's just like, yeah, he was an asshole. Everyone knows how Internet Rob was. But we've we've kind of gone over it so many times here on this yeah, show. It's it's old news. Also, um, I want to point out too, just with like big uh, theme park channels that focus on POVs. So, is the rule basically if you're going to sneak a camera onto a ride and break the rule, as long as you do it consistently for five years, that then gives you a pass to do it uh, with permission. Because the footage is so good. Like, oh, doesn't you mean it like how seem- Rob will, will occasionally post footage he illegally filmed like 20 years ago? Yeah, right, right, right. Like, 
is there not a statute of limitations on that? Like, cause it, there's a few channels that I've, I've seen that do that. It's like for like so long, all their POVs are breaking the rules and then suddenly they have like permission from the park. It's like, how does yeah, that happen? I don't get it. I remember <laughs> coaster force, like Scott, you know, friend of this friend of the channel, um, who I actually hung out with yesterday at universal, like all day. Well, after shouts to Scott, yeah, Scott Schaefer, he's a fucking man. Well, actually, um, I don't know if you ever had him on the show or if he even listens to Nate. Uh, his persona is Uncle Nate on El, on Ryan's, El Toro Ryan's channel. He flew in for the day, so I went to Universal to go meet him, and me and Scott hung out with him all day. Um, and now, you know, Scott does all the legal footage, but I remember way back, Coaster Force was all obviously illegal footage. And I would sit there and go, how is this person getting these cameras on these rides? Well, that wasn't, yeah. that footage wasn't done by Scott. That no, footage that was, was all um, done by Jerry. Yeah. No, I know that was all Jerry. I just remember at the time thinking, how is Jerry getting all this footage? Well, especially what was amazing was like, Rides that were notorious for call, basically calling the police on people for bringing cameras on the ride. And yeah. it was like full station to station, <laughs> like yeah. passing like five ride ops. It, it was, it's mind blowing. And the thing is, is like, because you see the footage, the footage look, is so good and flawless. It does look like he had permission. You know, it's funny when I was, uh, when I was a ride up at six flags, um, if it was people I knew, I used to just pretend I didn't see them. But if I was feeling really petty and I saw people took their camera out, I would stop the lifting yell at them. I never made a federal case about having their camera removed or having security called because at the time, I know Six Flags is very anal about that now, but at the time we kind of weren't. It was like, hey, you can't do that. Don't do that. Um, well, that was before we started having injuries. <laughs> We'll also notice how parks in California, like, no one gives an absolute fuck about cameras. Really? Oh, my God. Like, Magic Mountain was by far the easiest park to film POVs at. Like, I would be fucking with the camera, like, in the air gate, holding it, like, right out in the open. And even, like, sometimes, like, the ride ops would be like, oh, man, like, you're going to get some, it's like, getting good footage, (laughs) like... (laughs) <laughs> me um you know i moved to orlando in 2009 and then six flags over georgia became my home six flags park i go to six flags over georgia every year sometimes multiple times a year um it's a six and a half hour drive so you know totally easy and um it blew my mind that like first of all it is probably when it comes to like ride operators and safety it's notoriously bad. Like I've seen, especially in recent years, a lot of unsafe shit, but they're so anal about phones now. But years ago, I used to see them dispatch train people holding cameras out. And I'd sit there going, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> and, but now, now they care. I don't know. Yeah. Phones changed everything. I think. Yeah. Phones. It's it's obnoxious. It's very obnoxious, and it's funny. Like when you go to Universal, like you know, Hulk and Velocicoaster and Rocket have metal detectors, so your stuff has to go to Walker. But on Hagrid's, people whip their phones out all the time, and it's like, why? What are you doing? 
know. It's just annoying. But I, I will say, like, I'm not... I feel like I see a lot of enthusiasts, especially a lot of, like, old enthusiasts get very angry and very anal and, like, very verbal when they see, like, guests having their phone out on a lift hill or, yeah, like, right. whatever. And I'm just, or if they see someone post something in, like, a coaster page on Facebook. And I'm like, yo, do you work at the for the park? No? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. My favorite was... No uh, no one's impressed. There was this... um, I've noticed that there are some Cedar Point write-ups that are... They play up the whole, like, militant, no-loose article thing for rides. There was a super cringy video of someone who got their phone taken from them on, on, like, the Raptor lift hill. And so the write-up took the camera and then, like, walked down the stairs with it and then brought it into the station, and it was recording the entire time. So when the person got their camera back, they uploaded it because they thought it was funny. It's like a 20-minute video. And (laughs) and so, like, the write-up, like, walks up the lift. He's like, "Um, sir, you cannot have the phone. Give me the phone now, sir. Like, all, like, but, of course, it was, like, the super nerdy kid, so he wasn't assertive at all. And then he takes the phone. And he's like, I'm calling security. I, I fuck that guy. I'm calling security. And he like calls up the security and then the security give the camera. Like, they're like, there's like, yeah, like, you know, you can't have your camera on the ride. Just don't do it again. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. Like I used to be. So without, without saying where I work, I work at a theme park. Um, and I'm in leadership-ish, like I'm a supervisor. Um, and I've been, you know, I've been in the industry since I was, you know, a teenager. When I was younger, I used to be a lot more, like, douchey about that sort of stuff. And, and like, hey, you can't do that. Like, you know, bad attitude. Now I'm just like, hey, you know, sorry to be, like, that guy, but, like, you can't do that. <laughs> Depending on the situation, like fortunately, like the phone policy or cameras isn't that much of an issue where I'm at. But like when something that is an issue happens, I'm usually like, "Hey, you know, you stopped the ride because you did that." You know, uh, stop. Like if it's like a selfie stick, like that's a big thing in Orlando. Is you know, if we don't have mandatory lockers. People like to whip out selfie sticks while they're riding the ride. They don't have to stop it and then get the selfie stick. And we're like, yeah, these aren't even allowed. <laughs> like, you can't do that. But never like threaten them with security or anything, unless they're douchey back. And then, you know, I'll kick a hoe out of the park. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> that guy, um, that guy, and that guy. <laughs> <laughs> gotta walk around, you know. You've seen me. You've seen me at work, Zach. Me and my pickers. <laughs> <laughs> with with your name, uh, bedazzled into it. Yeah, I'm so cool. I'm I'm not cool. That was a joke. Um. Okay, we're gonna lightning really round bad. these real quick. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I got Would you rather? We're gonna lightning round them because we got a few. Uh, okay. Ribs and bacon sent in the first three, which oh, I love that guy. is a lot. 
but it's okay because he's actually going to listen. And uh, thanks, Tim, for sending these. Here's who they came from. We got three from Ribs and Bacon, one from Drew the Intern, one from uh, Jamin, Phantom Cygnus, and Jamin one from is, Coaster uh, J. Jamin is uh, your brother-in-law. That correct. Okay. Also the world's biggest Powerline fan. But I think that's actually technically after Max Goof. Yeah, after Max Goof, then it's Jamin. Got it. Yeah, which he Disney bounded as Powerline when when I met when he when we were at Disneyland, which was fun. He was pretty spot I saw on. The pi- I saw the pictures. He was pretty spot on. It was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that guy I was like, that guy seems like a friggin' nerd. I want to be his friend. <laughs> Just picture my wife's brother. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it, it makes sense. It's pretty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, lightning round. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Would you rather be stoned to the point of paranoia at a park or tripping on acid at a park? <laughs> stoned. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with stoned as well. Because I feel like that's still safer. Like if I'm tripping on acid, I might hurt myself by accident at a theme park. Where stoned, I definitely would not. For me, like I could shake a high, and if I get that high, I can go sit in the car. But if if you're tripping on acid, if you get into the wrong space, that's really hard to get out of. <laughs> yeah, Ben. Depends on the amount. Does? Kinda. Okay. A full dose. Yeah, right. I mean, then yeah, I'll go with the same as you guys. Yeah, I feel like if it's a trip, then that's a full dose. Which means to me, I think the risk of like overstimulation is too high and then having a bad trip. So many people and sights at a park, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Smells, sounds, too much. Potentially. Um, Next one. Would you rather take a phone to the face on a coaster or get thrown up on on a coaster? Um, Am I able to catch the phone before it hits me in the face? Uh, he says take it to the face. Take it to the face. Donald I've been Rollins. hit by flying objects on rides before. A phone is one of them. Um, But throw up doesn't bother me as much because I've worked in rides for so long. <laughs> this isn't the two girls, one cup situation, though, you know? Uh <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, that really depends. Like, is this like somebody's vomiting as the ride's going? So, like, a little bit hits me? Or like, is this I've, like, I've had people throwing up on me before. And these are two things I've had happen. Um, I would rather take the vomit. If Okay, if I'm riding the ride and I'm going fast, I'd rather have vomit hit me. Because it can just hit my leg or my shirt rather than a projectile object hitting me in the face, you know? 
that's what I'm saying. Is like if we're talking a little bit on my shoe or something, or because it wasn't specific, like, and in, and I'm right. gonna go with something like that. So I'll take the vomit. I don't like it, but I'll do it. <laughs> I'm gonna agree because a phone to the face is gonna fucking hurt. I already have fake teeth. I don't need any more. I mean, I suppose with well, a phone at least if it hit right. It wouldn't leave that much damage, but vomit, you got to deal with the whole day. Um, I'm pretty sure the park would give me new clothes at a gift shop. But what if all the clothes suck? Better than vomit. (laughs) Right, but if it's a phone, you're right, you just move on with your day. You're like, ah, that hurts. But what if it's knocked out a tooth or broken my nose? Yeah, what if it fractures your cheekbone? Or what if yeah. it hits you? What if the side of the phone hits you going super fast? Or it hits fast? your eye. Yeah. Like, that could be a Fabio situation real quick. Um. So I was riding Mako with my friend who got hit in the face by a phone. And, the, like, it hit him right in the face. And he was so mad. And he chucked the phone in the water during the ride. <laughs> It was awesome. And then he screamed at the guy when he got off the train. It's <laughs> like, so you're fucking... Fu-. And it was my friend from France. So this very big French guy is just screaming at this shit teenager. <laughs> it was amazing. So, Ben, you're taking the phone in the face? Yeah. Just, you know... I'll have good... I hope it's good odds that it doesn't do any damage. <laughs> <laughs> all right josh uh i mean ribs and bacon i mean uh be- beans and cornbread i mean country ham and whatever um uh next time you ride with ben you have full permission to hit him in the face with a phone um let's see R- ribs and bacon no but you don't have permission to puke on me <laughs> Not this time, at least. He says, would you rather drive with Slater as Minnesota mom for six hours? Oh. Or take a six-hour detour with Goliath to get burnt ends? Uh, The latter. Wait, what is Slater's persona? Minnesota mom. I'm not familiar with his Minnesota mom persona. It's uh, Slater's impression of Tita Fey's impression of Sarah Palin. <laughs> For six hours? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> where, but where are we going? Doesn't specify. Presumably the mm. same place. See, I've only met the two of them in passing a few times briefly, so I don't really know either well enough to really make a like a definitive answer. But I feel like I've known Slater longer, so I'm going to go with Slater. I love both those guys, but Slater doing that voice slash character for six hours would be so goddamn grating. 
Yeah. Although Slater Slater would have good weed. I, I believe you. So I don't. I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, get, we'll get a quick plug in real quick, though, since Ribs and Bacon brought up uh, Slater and Goliath. We'll all be hanging out in Pigeon Forge and at Dollywood, November 11th through the 14th. Come on out. Hang out with us. We're throwing a cabin party. Uh, come hang. It'll be here sooner than you know. That includes you, Danon, if you're not busy. Uh, we will see. I know I missed the deadline. Um, for the cabin, but I do want to get up there, but I have a wedding in Montreal in November, so I don't know how much time I can really do traveling. Ooh, Montreal. Well, I was just in Montreal on Saturday, but uh-huh. possibly getting back. All right. Well, I mean, we got to get the plug out there anyway. Yeah, but yeah, feel, yeah, yeah. For feel sure, free for sure. to come join. <clears throat> I want to. I love Dollywood and I love you guys, so. There's somebody we all love. Drew the intern. Oh, Drew. Um, If roller coasters stopped existing in the world, would you rather become a train enthusiast or an elevator enthusiast? Train. I think elevator. Train. 100% train. (laughs) But imagine that... So both are cool, but like, <laughs> wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? <laughs> I love I think, that realization. <laughs> wait, 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 what? <laughs> I mean, an elevator enthusiast—is this a thing? Like, probably. I mean, I'm guessing since Drew the intern is phrasing it this way, <laughs> he either is or knows an elevator enthusiast. <laughs> um, so my Google search results. I got half. I got done. So I spelled elevator and halfway through enthusiast. All right. It, these are my options. Uh, elevator enthusiast subculture. Oh, God. And then one, one just the one just says elevator enthusiast autism. <laughs> Stop. Well, I'm going to check out the subculture. Which, which subculture? <laughs> Elevator community dot fandom. Oh no. <laughs> I want to become an elevator enthusiast. What do you I wonder what my credit count is? <laughs> the birth of your favorite elevator sucks. <laughs> you think people are making music videos to elevators? It's like my it's like top ten Schindler's lifts. Because, you know, Schindler is... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's actually my favorite thing whenever I see a Schindler elevator. is a Schindler lift. That's got to be intentional. I really hope it is. As a Jewish man, I really hope it is. <laughs> so, yeah. I I'm guess going with enth- train. 
elevator enthusiasts. I'm curious. Do we have any elevator enthusiasts listening? Please email us. Yeah, get me involved, please. Your favorite coaster <laughs> sucks at gmail.com. If you are an elevator enthusiast, we want to hear from you. And tell us who hurt you. <laughs> I wonder what I wonder what their t-shirts are like. Schindler's number one fan. <laughs> Can you RMC an elevator? Can you Schindler a roller coaster? I mean, probably. <laughs> okay, so is like Incredicoaster slash California Screaming the ultimate intersection of the two? What do you mean? Because there's two elevators on the platform. Oh, Oh, yeah, there is. I distinctly remember that because for some reason we we used both of them. You have to go up on one side, walk over, and then go down on the other. You sure do. So, Diesel... Diesel... Diesel Ducey. I hope I'm saying that right. He's an elevator enthusiast. Elevate tours. No. You're really stuck on this, Ben, huh? <laughs> Ben's found his new kink. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hobby. No, you're right the first time. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's it. It's not his new hobby. It's his new kink. He's into elevator enthusiasts. (laughs) (laughs) Seems right to me. All right. So, Jim. But, like, something may have been awakened. I'll I'll follow up this week. Please do. Send pictures. Oh, my God. Ben, if you come back and you have a fucking credit count for your elevators, but you still don't have your credit count for your coasters, <laughs> then you're demoted. <laughs> Seems fair to me. So, uh, Jamin, Phantom Cygnus, he asks, would you rather ride Space Mountain at Disney World a hundred times in a row without exiting or never ride Millennium Force again. I mean, you, you know my answer. It's Space Mountain. Yeah, I could do that a hundred times. It doesn't seem that bad. I basically have. Also, you have to get out of the vehicle because you can't physically ride from unload to load because of the head sensor. Duck. No, it's um, it's as high as the headrest. So you gotta duck hard, or you're gonna have a bad time. Well, I mean, for the sake of the argument, let's just say you can, uh, you can ride through. 
That sounds amazing, and I would do that willingly. I wouldn't be happy about it, but I would do it. Damn straight. I'd be happy, like, at first, I'd be like, oh, I get to ride 100 times. And then after, like, three, I'd be like, fuck, 97 more to go. I mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> I'll stand for 100 rides. I might need a bone check when I'm done, but hey, it'll be fine. Well, I'll be fair. Th- that would be me on any ride. Yeah. Not just Space Mountain specifically. Any fucking coaster, unless it's like, I don't know, a wacky worm or something. You know what I mean? Any coaster that I have to sit on a hundred cycles, I'm going to be done after three or four. Even Millennium Force. Well, uh, we got one more. Let's see. Random random little thing. Um, So I just learned this is, it sounds so dumb. Is, is it sounds kind of gay is so you know otis elevators yeah oh my god you're still on the fucking elevators <laughs> their tagline is when you rise we shine <laughs> <laughs> oh there's some implications there <laughs> oh my Their original tagline was going to be, when we open, you enter. (laughs) And when we enter, you open. So Coaster J wants to know, would you rather have USA-style record-setting parking lot coasters or innovative-themed smaller European coasters? That's a very specific way to phrase that (laughs) wait one more more time (laughs) would you rather have usa style record setting parking lot coasters or innovative themed smaller european coasters the second one yeah me too because they're just, yeah. if it's well done enough, they're just as memorable as the big mega coasters. Right. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Yeah, give me a, a well made pl- and thought out coaster over some big shit that doesn't really do much except for be the big shit any day. Yeah. So I had a quick question for you, Danon. Sure. Have you ever wondered what's on the other side of Big Thunder? Uh, I have shit to say. <laughs> okay, so real quick, I'm gonna preface this by with a D twenty three hot take for you. Okay. Here's my D twenty three hot take. I didn't find the parks panel disappointing. Um, 
No, I thought the parks panel gave as much as I was expecting, but I think they went public with way too many concepts rather than what's actually coming. Oh, so you don't think we're going to have everything that was shown there in 2028? <laughs> Not a fucking chance. Well, I guess we'll start with the first one. So, sure. Uh, to, to catch all our listeners up to speed who may not know, um, the first pitch concept was Dino Land at Disney's Animal Kingdom being re-themed and becoming an area um, themed to Zootopia and Moana. Well, it was Zootopia or Moana. Was it or? Cause yeah. I got very confused about some of it. The other side of the other one was uh, on the other side of Big Thunder Mountain, and they weren't very specific about this. There were some things that were a little vague. It would be themed to Coco and Encanto and villains. They also said or. And here's the thing. There's not as much room as they think there is. Well, see, I thought they said or, but then when they actually show the concept art, Josh Tomorrow yeah, says, if you look in the back, the villains are looming or like the villains are looming in the background. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't quite understand which but, is kind of the same thing I think they kind of were alluding to with the concept art for the Zootopia and or Moana. Like, I'm not, I thought they kind of, like, at first my thought when I was watching it was, like you said, or for all of it. Like, it's either going to be yeah. Zootopia or Moana, and it's either going to be Coco or Encanto or Villains. But then it kind of, once I went back and watched just that portion again, I kind of realized that it seemed more like they, they were thinking all of those things for both of those areas. Well, but I guess either way, what, what's your take on this? I know that there's been talk for like eight years now about a new e-ticket attraction going where Prime was from New World. Um, I think the area is, t- it's time for a new, um, you know, land. But I always wanted the South American section. Just like how they have Asia and Africa. I want we, everybody wanted to be South America so they can retheme Dinosaur and just make it indie finally and make the other area South America with South American animals. Um, I think making it Zootopia or um, Zootopia or Moana, you are just taking it away from Animal Kingdom. Like, what makes Animal Kingdom nice is the lack of IP. And I feel like if you throw one of those in, you're just kind of breaking up the flow of the park. Even though Pandora Avatar was put in, which kind of breaks it already. Um, I don't know. I 
<sighs> I don't know. Like, I don't want Dynaland to be replaced by either Moana or Zootopia. I'd rather have an area that's not IP. Will it happen? Probably, because they want to do anything in their power to get rid of Dynaland at this point. Um, but I'm not... I don't know. I don't really want either. And I'm the same way with so behind the, Big Thunder. Well, first in the Dinoland thing, and just in the um, speculation realm. Oh. Can wait, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I can hear you. Alright, so in the speculation realm in Dinoland, if they go with Zootopia hmm. or Moana or both, what do they do with Dinosaur? I, I have no clue, and that's what's confusing. I mean, I guess they can retheme it. I don't know how they do that with Moana, but, like, I guess they can retheme it. But, or maybe keep Dinoland, but put Zootopia or uh, Moana where Dinorama was. Well, that seems very small. Yeah, it's going to be um, weird if they basically yeah. try to Frozen Ever After Dinosaur. Yeah, it just, I don't know. I think it's just one of those blue sky ideas that's just not going to happen. Well then, okay, so, I mean, I see something of it happening. My feeling is probably Zootopia, because I just... I don't know that they would want to infest to try and put Moana into Animal Kingdom as well when they already have yeah, World Discovery sure solidly opening. But um, what about over... Now, I guess it could presumably be in Magic Kingdom. But again, the phrasing there, and again, this is totally blue sky, but the phrasing there also made it seem it was ambiguous enough where it almost seemed like it could be another park that kind of butts up there. I don't know. I mean, there's been talk about getting a fifth gate and making it village themed forever. But... We can barely keep the parks we have afloat right now, so we have some time for them. And that's the weird thing about putting super future conceptual stuff out there. Yeah, it's very misleading, and people, uh, you know, it's very misleading, and people seem to be interpreting it however they want and a lot of them are just taking it as this is definitely happening when it indeed is not so it's tricky agreed but uh, I mean I think it's a cool concept don't get me wrong I just rather not have it I think it's a 
it's better that they do something with Dino Land. <clears throat> yeah. You're not wrong. I mean, some uh, Coaster J asked about parking lot coasters. Not that there's any record-breaking ones there, but... Kinda <laughs> They should yeah. just theme it the Frozen. Shut up. <laughs> Please stop, Ben. Please stop. <laughs> you were right last time. Okay, you win. <laughs> stop. Because <laughs> we all know if Frozen's going anywhere in Florida, it's going to be taking over Fantasyland. It's not going to take over Frozen? No, because then mm. they break World Showcase. If right. they put World of Frozen in place of Norway, then they then they have to like do a whole world discovery on that part of the park. Oh yeah. Unless you don't mm-hmm. think they would, then like because basically what you're what you're proposing is then. I see this, this, okay, you get Coco for Mexico, and, uh... Well, that was already a concept, so... I'm just saying, retheme the entire country to the movie, because that's basically, if, if, if World of Frozen takes over in Norway, then that's the path for all of them. Yeah, in my mind, I don't know. Isn't it crazy how a bunch of like bratty three to rich kids, seven, yeah, year olds can just scream at their parents to buy him shit, and that causes Disney to go full on like frozen theming on shit, (laughs) like just because it generates so much money. Yeah. That's crazy. If it works. But I gotta say, like, I'm just tired of Disney just tying everything in with IP. We you know, Disney used to make attractions for the, for their parks that were their own story, you know? I saw someone say something that D twenty three really opened their eyes that if, you know, Disney now was the way Disney, like if Disney, you know, 40 years ago is how Disney is now, you know, we wouldn't have the Haunted Mansion. We wouldn't have Space Mountain. We wouldn't have all these like classic attractions that were made out of thin air. Hold, um, wait, hold on. I have a question though. Sure. Because I was kind of talking about this with Rianne recently. And I guess in my mind, where is the line with IP? Because, I mean, everything in Fantasyland is IP. Yes, it is. But it originally only was Fantasyland. Like, period. That was it. And it wasn't even everything in Fantasyland, but... Okay, then what about something like Pirates? 
What about pirates? Ride to movie. Yeah, movie, ride back to, to ride. Yeah, I don't love that. I wish Jack Sparrow wasn't in the ride. I mean, they kind of don't fucked get me up. wrong though. Like the IP stuff is still good. I'm just ready for non-IP attractions to come back. You know, the last non-IP attraction that Walt Disney World opened that wasn't like in, that in one of the theme parks that wasn't um, in Interventions was Expedition Everest in 2006. Interesting. Yeah. That I guess I have a a a, a would you rather then in response to that cuz this kind of sure. got the wheels turning in my head and it's like IP obviously gener- generates a lot of revenue in terms of ROI. Yeah. And Disney's model used to be corporate sponsorship which could also heavily affect the outcome of the ride. Correct. Especially you know, stuff at Epcot and stuff. Um, so if you had to choose between corporate sponsorship model or IP model, what would you go with? I had to choose between corporate sponsorship or IP. Well, corporate sponsorship doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be, you know, made how the corporation wants. Really, the corporate sponsorship just you know supplies funding. So yeah, I would go to the corporate sponsorship honestly. Well, I mean, I guess an example there where it's we it, it, it's like I don't know is like there's that you know famous scrapped concept for like the. Mount Fuji roller coaster at Epcot. Yes. That Fuji film was like, uh, fuck it. We're not spending the money. Wait, Fuji yeah. was supposed to sponsor. Fuji film was supposed to sponsor an attraction at Epcot. That was going to be a Mount Fuji roller coaster that eventually kind of became expedition Everest. So not, <clears throat> not Fujiyama. <laughs> no. Yeah, Fujiyama. Uh, but oh crap! I have to be at work in six and a half hours. Oh well, let's uh, let's wrap this bad boy up then. I have, I'm drunk. <laughs> Fuck! Hold on, hold on one second. Our our friends and needs to be picked up from the police. Oh shit! Oh, shit. So wait, if we're well, both this- drunk, uh, can we call? So we can't call her an Uber. Wait, where's the police station? I'm going to pause this real quick. All right. Well, Ben's sorting some things out with his friend. Uh, so we're, we're going to start the wrap-up process until he's back. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. It's recording. Uh. Oh, well, hold on. All right. <laughs> oh, all the great stories you guys don't get to hear on these shows. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks a bunch for joining us, Dana. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I always love being on the show. Yeah, come prepared uh, next time with your uh, 
credit count for elevators? No. Um, actually, I, when I was a child, had an irrational phobia of elevators. Well, actually, it's not that irrational. I was two or three and got trapped in an elevator during a blackout. And they gave me this, like, really big phobia of elevators. Like, if there was a building and there was an elevator and I thought I had, I, I would have to go in it, I wouldn't go in the building. Like, I'd have complete panic attacks. Um, but I forced myself to start doing elevators when I was 15 to, like, get myself over it. Like, I could ride drop towers. I could ride any roller coaster in the world. Terrified of elevators. Um, I have since then dealt with it, and I can do elevators now, no problem. <laughs> I still don't like them. And if I have a stairs option, I always take the stairs over the elevator. Um, so I will never be an elevator enthusiast, unlike Ben and his new budding romance with elevators. <laughs> oh, I, I would only constitute myself an elevator enthusiast starting and ending with tower of terror in its various forms. Yeah. Because it's technically it's, it's, it's an elevator. Is it it's also an Otis el- themed? Uh, not yet. That's coming not in yet. the next D23 announcement. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. Oh, and I want to say this on the air because I did text Zach after listening to the last episode. Uh, Space Mountain isn't going anywhere, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Thank you and good night. Okay. I don't believe that that for a second. (laughs) Nah, no, actually, they'll never get... They're not... I mean, I don't think it'll last forever, but for the foreseeable future, it's not going anywhere. Um, it's yeah, they're building Tron next to it, um, but Tron has a forty-eight inch height requirement, so Spacebound still needs to be there for its lower height requirement and high capacity. Also, Disney fans will lose their absolute fucking shit if Disney got rid of Spacebound. Um, it does need track work though. It, they did a big refurb in 2009 and didn't actually finish everything they were going to do. And it's supposed to have another refurb, but I think it's going to have it after Tron opens. Um, because they did a big refurb where they re- where apparently they redid the control system and stuff, but El Toro Ryan plugging his video in, um, has a whole video about that called, um, uh, about the control system for that ride. Um, nerd. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Space Mountain. I am a hardcore Space Mountain Walt Disney World fanboy. I will die on that hill. Zach, we are fighting. I will throw fucking hands. <laughs> it's it's not that serious. Um, or is it? But yeah. All right, it's rant over. Fun. I mean, it's fun, but it's no Space Mountain. Do you want to fucking go? <laughs> Look, all I'm saying is it's fine, but it ain't no Space Mountain. 
Um, I mean, it's the original one. Doesn't mean anything, except it's older and rickety here. Yeah, it has airtime, unlike the Tokyo or California or Hong Kong version. Or Paris, but Paris has inversions, so we don't count that one. Okay, as a huge Space Mountain fan, I will I will admit Disneyland Space Mountain is absolutely fucking incredible. But Florida's space, janky, outdated 1975 Space Mountain will always hold a huge chunk of my heart. It's actually my first like adult coaster I ever rode, and it's what started me on being a, like, a Disney theme park enthusiast as well as a coaster enthusiast. That and the Coney Island Cyclone. So Space Mountain has a big chunk of my heart. And I will kill for it. I mean, maybe it'll eventually get some love and an upgrade. Yeah, maybe. I That I will hold my breath on. <laughs> I mean, wait, never mind. I take it back. It got some love and an upgrade. It's right next door and it's opening in spring 2023. <laughs> all right. All right. I'll remember this. It's recorded. <laughs> Let the record state. <laughs> <laughs> Man, no, that's I can't not wait for you to write Guardians. It's fucking cool. Gar- Guardians reminds me of California space a lot. I could totally see that. And that was uh, my very first impression when I wrote it. My first thought was, holy shit, we have California Space Mountain here now. Well, I, I'm looking forward to riding it. Yeah, it, it's fucking cool. All right, guys. Hey, I gotta, we got to take care of this. All right, awesome. Let's, uh, You're just let's in time. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Uh, Ben, be safe on the elevators. (laughs) And until next time, your Your favorite favorite coaster coaster sucks. sucks. Sucks.